Hello, I'm James. And I'm Gria. And this is Back to the Boardroom. And I'm excited for episode two. What what a great episode, wasn't it? It was so good. I actually think it was better than the first episode. That was a good one to start with. But I feel like I'm invested now. I know who everyone is and who I want to win. And I was just excited for more kitchen chaos. Kitchen chaos or cheesecake chaos. <laughs> so this week, the task was to create a... I believe it was a mini cheesecake, a bespoke mini cheesecake that was, I guess, had some sort of premium nature to it. Exactly. I thought it was funny that Alan Sugar said, uh, made it sound as if mini cheesecakes were really kicking off in the food scene. And I'm going to be honest, cheesecake's great, but I wouldn't say it's having some sort of resurgence at the moment. I haven't noticed that, but maybe I'm missing out. Maybe. I, I would say the level of hype around cheesecakes is standard (laughs) exactly now they did some sort of interesting flavors of cheesecake which i thought you know we want a good blunder don't we when it comes to the flavors like last week so we had a few interesting issues there but i think mostly the blunders came with setting prices negotiating with clients really embarrassing and then actually executing the cheesecakes as they all look terrible. I think one of my favorite quotes out of the whole thing that I wrote down was one of the clients saying, it looks like something a primary school class could have made. (laughs) (laughs) Embarrassing. Not good. Do you know, while you you say that about the, the, the prices, I am gobsmacked how well the girls team did. Yes. Now, genuinely, how, how much do you, would you pay? Not as a client, just like, uh, you know, at a market, you saw a cheesecake. How much would you think? Oh yeah, I'll buy that. Cause if they said this 13 pounds, I'd think, mm, no, I'm okay. Thanks. It would have uh, to look uh, amazing. Yeah. I'm quite stingy. So I'd probably <laughs> say five pounds is pushing it. Pushing it but, for the cheesecake. But, but I mean, surely, surely a corporate you'd expect I don't know. I thought I'd expect the corporate to pay less because they're buying in bulk. But I guess if they were doing like a bespoke thing, I think um, the sort of scary theme that the girls team did, they were trying to be bespoke, I guess. So you could charge higher, but actually the execution was just not very much on theme. And uh, yeah, I would not have paid. I still wouldn't have paid. What did they negotiate it down to? 11 or something? 11 and then a few extra cheesecakes bunged Uh, in. (laughs) Yeah, eleven eleven pounds eighty, I believe, and that oh, was it. So, some something like that, and that was. Do you know? I'm impressed. Like, I thought fourteen was ridiculous. Yeah, they got it to thirteen eighty. Crazy! Can't believe they did that. And then and then settling on eleven, given the quality, I think they've they played a blinder there. I think so. They didn't seem to have much shame in asking for the big numbers, which. You know, it's bold, a bold thing to do. And another thing that the girls team did was um, Raj was asking, could I have a small tip? And when she said that, I think I nearly threw up in my own mouth out of just cringe. I would never have been able to ask someone, here's a dodgy looking cheesecake. You've already paid a lot for it. Please may I have a tip? Uh, No, thank you. As Tim said, the audacity. (laughs) We had obviously some new project managers this week. We're getting a feel of people's business styles and management and what they're like. Phil... Um, and Paul both were in positions of authority in this task for the boys. And I was glad because I thought that, you know, this is the right week for them to do it. Absolutely. That was good. But I like this, the selection process for the girls. Uh, Maura, who is a favourite of yours, she said, 
I could be project manager because I have made cheesecakes, which I thought was very good. <laughs> Interesting. I really did think from the start the the boys had the advantage. As you said, two people in the food business, I thought they've got to have this in the bag, right? That is what I thought. So for the girls team, it was Faluso in the end. Um, and she's a project manager, apparently. So, you know, overseeing any tasks would have been what you would have thought to be her bag. She's being the project manager and that's what she says that she does. Um, I'm not sure how well she was as a project manager. I thought she she said a few things that were a bit odd, especially uh, in terms of when they were creating the cheesecake and she wanted the pretzels to be black. And then she said, hang on a minute, guys, hang on. Um, there's a bit of a snag with the pretzels. <laughs> I put too much black dye in. Do you think this is a bad thing? Do you think we could sort of make it into like a dungeon-y the experience yeah an experience <laughs> is having a black tongue uh, an experience um yeah not not great it reminded me of those blackjack sweets sweets mm. rather that used to get um yes like fruit Good old salads. blackjack and fruit salad yeah. i know but i don't remember being like seven and having a blackjack and thinking oh what an experience so i don't think <laughs> i don't think it was good i really liked out of all of the four ideas i thought do you know what Mango mojito. I think it was Sam that yeah. suggested that. I thought, ah, oh, yeah, that, that's quite inventive. Good flavors. Like, I, I could, I could see myself buying a mango mojito. Yeah, the the, the boys team they just were like chocolate. We should do something chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate. Very basic. Well, w- wait, wait until my uh, <laughs> elevator pitch. Oh dear, is it chocolate? <laughs> we'll see. So I have to admit, for the first half of the show, I completely forgot about my duty to monitor the receptionist. However, in the second half, I did remember, and there was two times. Firstly, there was no computer in shot. I was very disappointed. But finally, just before the final three, we did get a shot, and it was indeed Excel. And this time, they've upgraded to a bar chart. Oh, wow. Someone's job was to make a bar chart of nonsense on that screen. I love that. Well, if you're new to the podcast and you didn't listen to last week, this is the part where we give a 60-second elevator pitch of what we would do um, given given the task that the candidates were given. And the idea is we think of it prior to any real innovation on the show um, to give you a real feel of how bad we can be. (laughs) Exactly. And it's pretty good if we can come up with something that is better than the candidates, but also worrying if we come up with something that's very similar to what they put out So fingers crossed, (laughs) we'll have something amazing in these elevator pitches this week. Fingers crossed, we'll see. So, Greer, are you ready? No, I don't think I've got 60 seconds of cheesecake chatter, but I'm sure I can muddle my way through. We will see. So your 60 seconds in three, two, one, go. Okay, so for my cheesecake, I wasn't sure when the episode was sort of filmed, but if we're thinking about now, it's so dark and dreary. Everyone's looking forward to the summer, something fun. So I was thinking like a great British seaside or great British bake-off type vibe. So I thought we could do a rhubarb and custard cheesecake, which would be really nice, nice colours of pink and yellow on there. And then also for a little bit of a twist, if you've got some of the actual boiled rhubarb and custard sweets and sort of 
cut little shards so you don't break your teeth or have some shavings of that on top just to make it quite pretty. Um, I think that would be pretty good. Rhubarb and custard is one of my favourites, so I thought actually people would really like that. Good old-fashioned, bit of British, and I think it could go down well with the public. There is my 60-second elevator pitch. I told you I had nothing. <laughs> nice. You did it in 45 seconds. Complete yes. contrast to running over last week. Quickly, um, this might prove to you why I've said rhubarb, rhubarb and custard. Um, because I've just gotten into it so much. Rhubarb, I don't know why. Mm. To the point that my sister sent me this through the post. It says, I just really love rhubarb on a notebook. <laughs> so. I think you've got rhubarb crumble on your mind. Oh no, that was last week. I do. <laughs> See if you can do better than me then, James. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Are you feeling ready? No, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Okay, I'm going to set the timer to the right thing this week and not 59 minutes, but 59 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so what I think is quite big at the moment is chocolate. But not just chocolate, chocolate orange. I know it's been around for a long time, but I feel like there's a kind of resurgence. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a vegan cheesecake that's chocolate orange. So we'll have bits of orange peel with a dark chocolate, maybe like some sort of nice ganache on top. And yeah, that is, I just think... Chocolate and orange goes really well together and I don't have anything more to say. <laughs> With 20 seconds left on the clock. Amazing. Chocolate, but elevated and a slight twist with it being vegan. I was impressed with that. Mm. Don't forget the orange peel. Orange peel's really fancy. It's, that is good. Maybe, well, I was going to say maybe you would have made innocent smoothies happy, but no, chocolate. They no, banned chocolate. it in their headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were all right. They were better than last week. They were good. We've had some practice now, haven't we? By the end yeah. of it, we'll sound like we're properly pitching to Alan Sugar. And uh, we, maybe we could get our uh, applications in for the next season. Uh, absolutely no. not. I think let's go through some of our favourite moments from this week. There were so many just fu small funny things that I picked up on, like a few quotes. We've already had, they looks like something a primary school could have made. Um, I enjoyed one of the clients who said, I'm a little bit thrown by the fig. I thought that was a very... <laughs> my One of my top moments is in the negotiation, Flo goes, I've got to pay my staff. I know. Why did she do that? It was very, well, you know, feel sorry for me. I've got to pay the people that work with me. You know, think about cost of living, living wage. And I'm like, no, you're on a TV show. We, we all know this. <laughs> Yeah, it worked, I guess. It, it did work. It did. Oh, I thought the fig in the end, it was a really mm. random thing to put on top of a cheesecake. And I, I guess they were going for like a flowery type. I know it was meant to be scary, but like a garnish to look really different and out there. Um, but all I could think was that it looked like the Demogorgon of Stranger Things. <laughs> like the mouth it's with the big teeth and everything. It did. I, I don't think that came to my mind, but did, yeah, I, I do get like monster vibes. Yeah. From... So uh, there was some thought there, but then I, mm. I also thought, are these cheesecakes meant to be eaten so you can kind of like pick them up or, or what? Because if you're trying to use a spoon or just a fork that you get at a market store, or you're picking it up and trying to eat it, you've got a whole fig that's kind of still attached to the middle. How are you going to be eating that? It just doesn't work. So... Yeah, they could have thought a bit better, but 
it, they were very colourful. All of them were insanely colourful and they had some weird combinations. And I do think the whole thing with Innocent Smoothie was, was probably the top moment. Which, which part? The chocolate? Just, just the entire mess. That's the entire because, thing. Yeah, because Paul, he did go in, didn't he? And kept going on saying... Well, I but think it's really good. Yeah, I think it's really good to have uh, chocolate as well as vegetables and fruit, which was a bit embarrassing because how many times can you say no? Uh, but then also when they got back to the kitchen, Phil took over with his culinary knowledge, you'd assume, being a pie businessman and decided to mix dragon fruit, very random, but it could have been quite cool if that was the main ingredient avocado but he wanted to have some sort of green avocado center and then completely threw me off with dried apricot just chopped up in the mix for some color what did you think of that do you think that would have tasted awful so i thought to be to be honest i thought oh interesting choices i'm obviously not a food connoisseur so maybe that works really well because he knows what he's talking about so i thought i've never had dragon fruit um so it could have worked well, but obviously not. No, it was strange, wasn't it? It was a bit like he heard the feedback from Innocent saying they're all about fruit and vegetables, absolutely no chocolate. And he just went wild. I don't really Gotta know. Gotta get avocado in there. <laughs> yeah. And then who said, was it Asif that said avocado is an acquired taste or something with the client at the end? And I thought avocado really doesn't taste of much. It's just a creamy. Yeah. But is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? Um, it's just creamy. I've just remembered my absolute top moment. Oh, what was it? And it's it's a weird one. I don't mean to pick, but <laughs> what was that pound sign on the board? I can't remember who oh, drew yeah. it. But it, it looked nothing like a pound sign. What did you think then of Trey with the pound sign right at the end of the day deciding, you know what, I think we can charge people seven pounds instead? <laughs> do, do you know what? I actually think that was a good idea. I think they underpriced. Um, and I think they were, uh, I think Verdi said it. Yeah. They were mad. You seem to get cheaper at the end of the day when they've got, they've, they've actually raised their prices when, you know, the, the girls team were panic selling, I think two for five pounds at yeah. one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, to be honest, I think that was probably Phil's biggest miss. I think. For me, I think he really got the pricing wrong and I'm glad he accepted it and like, you know, listened yeah. to the team. But yeah, big mistake yeah. there. One of my other favourite moments is when um, project manager Faluso thought she was eating some chocolate, but actually ate a load of truffle instead. <laughs> Tim was cracking up. Oh, that was great. He was. I thought that was a great one. Um, I also like... Well, Talking about Trey again, when they were discussing what they were going to put in the cheesecake, they were saying, shall we put white chocolate, cranberries, and then should we add some popping candy? And Trey tasted some and he went, I like when it pops in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was good. Asif, brutal in the oh. boardroom. I just fire them both. I know. That was so funny. <laughs> Came out all guns blazing. Fire both of them immediately. Yeah, he he was told that he didn't do a lot. And I think he took offence to that and wanted both of them gone. Yeah, that was, yeah. All, yeah, it, it took me by surprise. The, sh the confidence of like, just get, get them both out. 
that's how you make enemies in the boardroom though. You do have to watch what you say because things come out in the heat of the moment, don't they? And then you really want to stay. So you might end up saying something you regret later in the house because they have to live together. So you might not make a friend there. It it is tactical at the end of the day, I think. I mean, because you could... You could get to the final by just being lucky enough not to be brought back in, right? It's that balance of don't want to be accused of not doing anything, but doing enough to get by and keep your head down until it really matters. The the last moment I remember that I want to highlight is um, coming out of the the boys' corporate client pitch. Oh yeah, and uh, they go over to Karen and that. That Karen's like, oh, that was an absolute car crash. And then immediately goes to Jack, one of the team. And he said exactly the same thing. I just thought, I, d- I don't know. I found it funny or memorable just because they were, Karen and Jack were completely in sync with their assessment. So now it's time to actually go back to the boardroom because there were some interesting things being said this week. We've already said that as if sort of threw the other two under the bus to try and save himself um but also there was shock when the boys team found out that the girls had completely smashed it out of the park and they were nowhere near them i i, I don't think they realized that they did so bad i mean i didn't think they did horrendously but they really undersold themselves i was just thinking where did phil pluck like because he said uh, the corporate clients we want to sell between four pounds and eight pounds where did he pluck that figure from? Because the girls had said at the same time between 10 and 11. So um, was it Flo that was doing the negotiating for the girls? She went in higher than that to try and get down to 11, which was quite clever. But yeah, the, the boys team, they ended up just going right in the middle, didn't they? They went down from nine, I think, straight to 6.50. And that that's what Paul got criticised for in the end. The, the, the girls team were more ruthless with the negotiation to be honest um i think it was too quick to go down to the minimum pricing point and agree a deal there was not really much back and forth yeah exactly um flo when she you know when it gets down to that last you know few pence it starts cringing me out i want to hide behind the pillow and flo said something like 11.25 and I thought oh god stop they're gonna walk away but no she, she got the deal done and Alan yeah. Sugar you know and Tim and Karen were all quite complimentary about the girls especially Flo and her negotiating skills they were blown away in the boardroom it was incredibly high praise I was I was kind of gobsmacked actually I don't <laughs> yeah. think I've heard that much praise out of Lord Sugar for a while. So yes, the girls team did triumph by quite a way. The margin between the two numbers was huge. And so Phil had to choose who to bring back. And someone said during the um, chatter with both teams and Lord Sugar, someone said, oh, I don't know what Asif did. And I feel like that influenced his choosing because last week we had Ollie go rather than the project manager and maybe Phil thought, oh, well, if we just say Asif can come back because he didn't do very much, maybe that would be someone that is an easy person to let go. But he wasn't do, having it. Do you know what? I didn't think he answered the question. He was asked, what did he do? And he didn't answer the question. He deflected it onto something completely different that <laughs> Phil and Paul were in the pie business and it should have been. I, I, I don't know how. Lord Sugar let him get away with just deflecting it. He did not answer a single 
bit of the question. No, I feel like he's clever like that. He's uh, yeah. He can get his way out of everything, I think, Asif. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Paul, he sort of owned up to his mistakes straight away. A very different tactic from Asif, who just didn't say anything. Paul was like, oh yeah, hold my hands up. That was my mistake. I did that wrong. You know, I'll own it. Which, yeah, that's. I mean, that's good. It's some integrity. But I, he did sort of position himself as the one to go. Exactly. You never know how well it plays. Like, I think they appreciate the honesty and owning your mistakes, but there's there's a level. And I think there was too much honesty. I'm still shocked by the fact that we had two team members, but also the leaders of this task on the boys team that have food businesses. Surely that can't be a good look going forward in the competition for Lord Sugar, because he knows that's their business. Okay, cheesecake pie, different things. But it's still about creating a good food product and selling it to the public and probably corporate clients as well. So, yeah, it didn't didn't look good for both of the pie men this week. I, I was worried for us because we both predicted Phil in the final and I wasn't sure he was staying. I know. I thought this is going to be bad for the podcast. The predictions <laughs> well, are being ruined straight away. Um but with Asif, he played the game quite well. It, it's that thing of saying, oh, double firing or I'll come back next week and be project manager. He's seen the show several times and he's played the cards. It was like yeah. a, a meta part of The Apprentice, it felt like. So hmm, He's got to win the next task, though, I think. I know, he does. But what's quite funny is uh, we post videos of our podcast and some extra funny bits behind the scenes out on Instagram every week. So if you don't follow it, it's uh, at Back to the Boardroom. And we had a lovely comment from Dr. Asif, who I was really embarrassed about because <laughs> I named him for worst project manager. And uh, I think he wasn't too happy. So we're going to actually see how well he does next week. And he volunteered as well. So maybe I'll get back in his good books. Who knows? I did want to just bring up the loser's cafe or the sad cafe i don't know what it should be called but i thought it changed to la cabana cafe but it looks like they're alternating because this week it was the bridge cafe so it it was the bridge cafe in past years i believe yeah and then the episode one last week was was la cabana but this week it's gone to the bridge so i think Mm. they're probably gonna do an alternate alternate weeks i think the Bridge Cafe, I mean, it's probably a nice normal cafe, but they do make it look very drab, don't they? It's always yes. dingy and sad and they're all angry at each other, all dressed I, in black and grey suits. I thought I saw someone on Instagram rating the tea of one of the cafes, one, uh, one, of, one of the boys saying it wasn't very good and they can't make tea down south. Oh, I disagree with that. <laughs> Too weak. But, yeah. Possibly. That could possibly be true. But yeah, I think I think at some point we should go have a cup of tea at the Bridge Cafe. We yeah. have to. Not La Cabana. Or La Cabana, which, whichever one pops up the most in this series. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you another thing to keep an eye on in the episode. Oh, goodness. The list goes on. <laughs> I know. One thing I was going to say is I wonder if you've actually remembered to note down what times are being said throughout. Do you want to know? Yes, please tell us. I'm sure everyone okay. is interested. Okay, so we had five different times of which four were distinct. So we had, in this order, we had 4 a.m., yeah. 11 a.m., 6 p.m., 3 a.m., and then 11 a.m. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm still a bit embarrassed that I went for 
20 different hours because you pushed me and I wasn't sure what to do but I heard them say 3am and I thought you know what I've got a good chance if they're saying that I think yeah I I think a lot of them I'm sure 4am was said last week so uh, we haven't had much more new ones but 6pm was the first pm I think okay fingers crossed maybe 20 will win who I'll knows? get I'll get you some stats in a couple of episodes time. I'll <laughs> I'll I'll drop bar chart in Excel. Yes, please do in true <laughs> apprentice style. <laughs> yeah. Um I remember you saying last week to me that you thought the treat that Lord Sugar offered them was so rubbish. What did you think of this week's one? Again, I I'm not I'm not overly impressed to be honest. I mean don't get me wrong, I like a luxurious dessert and they looked all right, but they they looked like just all right. I, I, I don't know what made them decadent as um, they were described as a bit of a bit of a missell from me, I think. It is really, isn't it? I do remember when they first started The Apprentice and the treats were actually like, you're going to go perform on the West End with this cast in a special meetup or we're taking you on a helicopter ride down the Thames. But now <laughs> it's literally what links in with the task and what doesn't cost a lot. It was better than last week because last week was a single cocktail. They at least had milkshakes and a dessert <laughs> this week. That's good. Some <laughs> some more fun. It's all food related. It'll be good at some point. Well, next week to have a treat that isn't food related because the task isn't going to be food related. Revisiting our predictions from last week, how did our winners do this week or finalists? Yes. Well, my candidate for the winner, Amina, she kept her head down. She did that thing of just get on with the task. She helped make the mojito cheesecakes. She was there in the background. She didn't she didn't really pop up much at all, I thought. And mm, could be a bad sign, like a thief. Maybe they might have pulled her out in the boardroom if it was the girls' team that lost for, you know, maybe not shouting about what she was doing. But, you know, I'm thinking it's a good strategy because kept her head down. She might make it further through the process. Um, so there wasn't much to update from Amina, but I'm, I'm happy there wasn't any blunders and she's still in there. Exactly. No news is sometimes good news. And yes. I think similarly for similarly for Moira, I didn't really see much of her in the episode. There, there was a scene where I think they were in the the, the kitchens. Um, I can't remember what she was doing, commenting on the process or yep. whether they were there making was... them fast enough or something. Yeah, there was definitely, she was concerned about how fast they were actually getting the cheesecakes made because she was sort of left on her own a little bit and I guess Amina was there too so our, our winners are together um, <laughs> and then there was a moment when they were doing the pricing and they were trying to work out um, the quantities so someone said how many grams in a kilogram and stuff and she couldn't believe that that was even being said and at one point she'd turned away to do some maths on her own in her head so I thought okay she's not getting involved she could be quite good still yeah Definitely. I, I did think there'd be a mistake with the maths, but it looked like everything worked out fine. We'll check back in week by week to see how our favourites, blind favourites it was, blind wasn't favorites. it? Completely yes. blind. 
um, how well they're getting on. And who knows, one of them might actually win. Do you know what? If one of them wins, that we must do a we must do a good treat. <laughs> yes, we should. It's not just a cocktail. Actually, we should have a good treat. So as the season progresses, we are hearing a lot more about the process of the apprentice selection, but also about some of the candidates and maybe what they're known for and their, their life behind the scenes and also how they are on social media. So I thought I'd do some apprentice news, let you know about what I found. I've been scouring the internet and social media for some good juicy gossip, the scenes. juicy gossip, behind the scenes information. And I have a few things to let you know about you. You're into technical uh, bits you're into like spying small little details and I like some good gossip so here we go the first thing I thought was really interesting was on the BBC where Lord Sugar says during the selection process him and his team have got so fine-tuned into sort of the type of candidate they're looking for that they can tell if the people who have signed up to be in the process are just there to be an influencer or they're actually there to be serious so he says he has specific members of his staff go to the auditions to make sure the people are not just wannabe influencers, which I thought was pretty smart. And he said, we can smell them a mile off, which I thought was true Alan Sugar style. <laughs> I mean, that's, prob that's probably wise because I, I bet that it appeals to a lot more people to try and get their, um, their two hours of fame or whatever. Yeah. So, not surprised. Don't know how effective it is. Have have any influencers actually made it on? I guess it depends what you we mean about influencers because I think following a lot of the candidates, they're really using their apprentice time as a mm. great opportunity for their own personal brands and their businesses, which yeah. is kind of what you have to do if you're an entrepreneur. So I think there is a fine line to wanting to be an influencer or being a notable person. And the candidates are sort of branding themselves, you know, some of them, um, is it Sam? She calls herself the mummy motivator on yes, Instagram. Yeah. And uh, Ollie has had lots of uh, like radio and TV interviews yeah. since he's been thrown out of The Apprentice selection so far. And you've got the DJ um, in the music scene. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Trey is doing lots of Instagram lives and stuff. So I think they are using it as an opportunity, which is really good. But it seems that they're all about their business first. So I maybe Alan Sugar and his team have done quite a good selection process trying to weed out the influencers. Because if you just go on there and it's people sort of posing on holiday or tagging, you know, various brands that they like and there's nothing really businessy or they're not pushing their own companies or projects, then, yeah, they're not going to do well if they come down to the final few anyway because they won't know what they're talking about business-wise. Yeah. Indeed. So the next bit of gossip I think you'll really like because this is relating to last year, but it is appropriate because you have an obsession with the receptionist in a normal <laughs> way. <laughs> about in a who normal it is way, and what yes. they're Just doing. clarify, it's completely normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so I found uh, an interview with BBC Asian Network with Khadija Khan from last year who was... The receptionist on The Apprentice. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we weren't sure, were we, about whether they actually worked for Lord Sugar, if they were an actor, an extra getting a speaking part, um, or, 
you know, who on earth they were. So Khadija says that she's not actually a real receptionist, just to clarify. Um, but she does work in the corporate world and is a model, which she thought was one of the reasons that she got that role because she, I guess, had the right look. Um, but she also does lots of her own videos and especially about The Apprentice, actually. She did talk a lot online about what it was like being Lord Sugar's fake receptionist. And she's got quite a, a few views in the millions she got wow. for being in that role. Um, and the other thing she was talking about was she really enjoyed being the receptionist because um, wearing a hijab, it was good representation. And you don't see lots of people on some of the primetime shows in hijabs. So it was a good thing to be a part of. But now we know it's someone hired specifically to be the receptionist. There we go, yes. Excel skills required? <laughs> hmm. We'll have to send her a message on social media and, and ask. <laughs> yes. And then the last one I've got for you, we're going to take with a, a grain of salt because it is from some of the tabloids, including the Daily Mail, um, but it's from candidate Reese Donnelly, who was in last year, but he had to leave, if you remember, due to health reasons at one point. Um, it was before a task abroad and it, and the tabloids themselves were talking about, oh, he's been drinking too much alcohol on the plane or something. There were rumours about that, but he was back to set them straight. Um, but he was talking about what it's like to be in the house. Mm. And there's been quite a lot of reports to say it's not actually the most fun that they've ever had being in that apprentice house because they are there three and a half months and they're not allowed a lot of contact with the outside world to the point of, their phones are taken away from them, which I would hate it. I cannot spend five minutes without holding my phone. Um, <laughs> it, it would ruin my life. Would you be able to handle that? Uh, I'd like to say yes. I think the worst, I think <clears throat> the contact with family and friends, I don't yeah. think I'd miss doom scrolling. I yeah. think I could go, do you know um, I'd miss Duolingo. I'm really <laughs> into that at the moment. <laughs> Think about how angry that owl would be if you I didn't know. talk to it for three I'd lose my 52-day streak. Exactly. <clears throat> that, that would not be good. But also, as well, he said, so that's bad enough, but they have a swimming pool there and you think, oh, it's going to be luxurious. They're not allowed to use the swimming pool because there are no lifeguards and it's health and safety risk assessment for the production. Oh, dear. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's also, you're not allowed to talk about the task when you're in the house. When it's, when it's done, it's done. So I guess you can't get angry with each other or swap too many stories to tell each other what the candidates are like. How, um, how do they actually monitor that, though? I don't know. There was a bit about um, producers monitoring. Apparently, there are producers there quite a lot of the time. And they log things like meals. Mm about what they're, what they're eating. I think probably just to make sure everyone's had a meal, but I think he okay. was saying it in terms of it was a bit, you know, invasive. They were eating a lot of pret, I, I read. Um, <laughs> but also, I think, you know, they all dress, don't they, in those block colours and they're very bright mm. and they've all got really amazing business mm. wardrobes. And I just think, oh, God, I'm sat around in a hoodie all the time or something and they've got power dressing to the max. But no, Reese let slip that they are told what outfits to wear in the boardroom and a colour scheme that they're given. Really, yeah. Mm. That so explains the colour scheme this, this season. Then, yeah, cause... so a lot more goes on behind the scenes than I think we realise. But yeah, it's always good. I love learning a bit about behind the scenes stuff about TV. And I thought 
yeah, this just opens our eyes a little bit more about how tough it is to be on The Apprentice. Yeah, it's probably not, yeah, not an easy ride. And that probably accounts for a lot of the mistakes, right? It's very pressured. I think so. There must be something because there's always mistakes and you think, how on earth are they doing that if they've written business plans and they have businesses? But yeah, strange house dynamics. We'll put it down to that. So there we have it, the end of episode two of The Apprentice. If this is the standard they have set for the whole series, I am really excited to see what happens next. It's, it's going to be good, I think. It's, it's really going to be good. So next week, we are getting ready to see a non-food related task. Finally, the teams are tackling escape rooms. And it's going to be one of those challenges where they really annoy a designer who is a lot more technically skilled than they are. <laughs> Poor them. I, I, yeah, I feel sorry already. <laughs> I do, definitely. So uh, if you want to catch up with some more bits behind the scenes of Back to the Boardroom, don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at Back to the Boardroom. We like putting funny things out there as well. And uh, hopefully I haven't offended uh, Dr. Asif in this episode for him Fingers to comment. Fingers crossed. fingers crossed um and don't forget as well to follow us and subscribe on spotify and apple Podcasts because then you'll get notified when we upload our next episode so have we got a final thought for this week james the final thought from me is uh what words would you describe would you use to describe a cheesecake base would it be concave Wow, it's a question that you're going to be thinking about for the rest of the day there. (laughs) Great, we'll see you back here next week. Bye for me. See you next week. Bye.